What's up, guys? It's Patrick Madmore coming to you live from Silicon Valley. It's another episode of Madmore Stories. Uh, and it is a sunny, bright, and blue Monday morning here in Silicon Valley. And today's topic is getting stuff done. What I call GSD, get stuff done. Or some people may say getting shit done, whatever uh, rocks your boat. But I thought, you know, this is a, an interesting topic because so many people struggle with this topic. And the reality is I struggle with this topic too. We all struggle with this topic. There's always stuff that we want to be doing more of that we don't do enough of or that we don't even get started. You know, those things kind of like that we've been kicking the can down the road and thinking about the fact that you need to clean out your garage and you haven't done that in like six years and you never get around to doing it, right? Or the fact that you want to get into the gym and you want to get fit and you want to get healthy and you keep telling yourself that today is the day and then your alarm clock wakes up and then you snooze and when you snooze, you lose, right? When you snooze, you lose. You don't get into the gym. You don't do the stuff that you want to do. Every one of us has things that we want to get done, things that we want to work on. So one of the things that I've been thinking about is, well, why is it that people don't take action? Why is it that people say that they want to do things and they have the best intentions and they really know that they have to do these kind of things and then they don't get around to doing it? And then we feel bad about it. And on top of that, we beat ourselves up about it, right? We don't get these things done. We tell ourselves that we suck or we tell ourselves that we have no drive or we tell ourselves that we're not capable. And we beat ourselves up about it, right? Which just, of course, compounds the problem. And so it's kind of like there's a whole combination of factors that take place when we talk about these things and when we think about these things, right? And so what, I was, what I've been trying to think about it and trying to understand more is why is it that we are incapable of making the kind of progress that we would like to make on some of these things, right? And so I've come to a couple of conclusions. And, you know, part of this is kind of my conclusions based on whatever, 46 plus years of being alive and 25 plus years of being in business and working in tech and working in startups and being a relatively successful person with what I've done. And part of it is just a lot of learning and reading and listening to audio tapes and audiobooks and watching motivational videos and watching speakers and listening to what people who have been successful really talk about on the topic, right? And so one of the things that they all talk about is one of the reasons why we don't kind of get what we want out of life and why we're always, you know, persistently, you know, unhappy with certain things is we simply don't really know what we want. And I see this all the time. And it's really crazy how this kind of affects us, right? You know, if somebody came up to you and say, well, what do you really want out of life? What would make you content? What would make you excited? What would make you fulfilled? Would you really even know the answer to that? Because I know that in some cases, I didn't even know the answer to that. It's something that I've been working on with my own coach and something that I work on kind of like every week where I, I think, well, what do I really want, right? What do I stand for? And I was talking to a guy the other day, you know, who's a really smart guy, you know, MBA from a top school, went to Harvard, you know, has worked as a chief barking officer here for a number of years in the Valley. And we talked about that as well. And kind of like we talked about purpose and we talked about, well, you know, how do we know what we really want out of life? What, what, what do we really want to do? And a lot of people don't know what they really want. And it's kind of like, you know, I use this analogy all the time, right? But it's kind of like deciding that you want to go on holiday somewhere and, you know, you get to the airport and you want to just buy a ticket somewhere, but you don't really have a destination in mind, right? And so the question there is, well, if you get to the airport and you buy a ticket, but you don't have a destination, how are you going to know when you get there, Right. How are you going to know what you really want? 
And I think that's a challenge that a lot of people have. Like I'll sit down with people and they'll be like, well, yeah, my job is okay. And it's interesting and I've done well and I've, you know, make some money and, you know, I'm a partner in this consulting firm or, you know, I have a director level position in this tech firm, but you can just tell that something is off. You can just tell that something is not the way it's supposed to be, that they're not necessarily happy with what they have in life and that they feel they could, that they should have more, that they should be doing something else. Right. Another guy that I, that I talked with recently, you know, was a relatively senior guy in a technology company and had been there like seven or eight years. And, you know, all of a sudden was exploring opportunities with other tech companies. But you could tell that deep down that wasn't really what he wanted to do. Right. And when I spent two hours with him and went really deep into his story and really deep into his life and what he really wants, what he really wanted to do was he wanted to go back to his home country. What he really wanted to do was he wanted to work on an incubator, a series of projects to help entrepreneurs and to help people succeed in his country. What he really wanted to do was he really wanted to help give back to his country and instill a sense of pride in, in, in the people who live there and do something for his country, right? And yet what was he doing? Well, he was interviewing with another tech company to go to basically a role that was very similar to the one he had and do things that are pretty similar to the ones that, to the things that he's been doing now. And so you ask yourself, well, is this person going to be happier when they're doing that? Is that going to make them really fulfilled? Well, no, you know, and that's the thing that I see here in the Valley, which is amazing to me is you have all these super smart people doing incredible things. And yet many of them get stuck in a rut. You know, they just get stuck doing what they've been doing day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And all of a sudden they've been in their same company for like five or six or seven years. Right. And it's OK, but it's not great. And it's OK, but they don't feel super fulfilled. And it's OK, but they don't feel like it's meaningful. And they know that they could be doing something else and they know that they should be doing something else. But they don't know exactly what they want. Right. So we don't when we don't know exactly what we want. Well, you know, we kind of like stay where we're comfortable. Right. We stay where we're comfortable. Why? Because fundamentally, as human beings, you know, we're motivated by two things, right? We're motivated by two things, which is one is, you know, the quest for pleasure and the other is the fear of pain, right? As Tony Robbins always says, motivated by pleasure, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Those are the two things that fundamentally motivate most people, right? And so we stay in our jobs because we want to avoid the pain of change, right? We know we might be much happier leaving tech and becoming a photographer, but it's like, oh my God, imagine making that change. Imagine having to go back to school and learning a whole bunch about photography. And I don't know anything about photography and what would I do for money? And I have a mortgage and, you know, I have kids in private schools and we never really figure out really what we want or the next thing, right? The next big question is, well, a lot of people don't know what they want. The other people don't know once they want something, they don't know exactly why they want it. Right. Which as Simon Sinek always talks about, this is like the fundamental huge question of the why, right. Trying to find out why we want what we want. Right. And he has this famous book where he, which is called start with that, start with why, where he's really talking about, well, what is the why of why we do things? Right. And you see this with people and you also see it with companies with products. And if you want to inspire people, you don't talk to people about what your product does for them. 
or what you do. You say why you do it, right? You say why somebody should go in and buy a different form of toothpaste. Well, you should buy this toothpaste because, you know, it's been made by, you know, with certain ingredients, you know, that are more beneficial to the environment, right? It's made using certain manufacturing processes that are more environmentally friendly. Right? Well, why does that matter? Well, it matters because we want to make a difference from the planet, right? We want to build a, a company and a product that is done in an environmentally sustainable way, right? We want to do something where we create a legacy, where we give back. And maybe every single, you know, portion of toothpaste that we sell to consumers, we give 5% back to charity that helps replant trees or helps do something else positive for the environment, right? And when you do something like that, you provide an answer to the why. Why is it that we're making this kind of toothpaste? Well, because we want to give back to the planet. We want to do something that matters. We want to operate our business in an environmentally friendly way. We want to have social impact, right? Nobody's going to really care if you just tell them, well, you know, you should buy this toothpaste because essentially this toothpaste, you know, has better flavor or this toothpaste just prevents against cavities or this toothpaste is going to whiten your teeth or all this other crap that we're like led to believe is so important. Right. I mean, think about it. When was the last time that you went into a supermarket and you went to the toothpaste aisle and you even decided to venture to have the inclination to try different toothpaste? Right. If you're like most of us, you never do. You never do because part of us says, well, I'm comfortable with what I have and I don't want to make the effort to basically try something new. Right. So that's the second thing is people don't know why they want certain things, right? And the third reason that basically we never seem to make any progress on things is that assuming that we're able to figure out the first two, right, which is what we want and why we want it, we don't take action, right? Tony Robbins calls this massive action, right? And the reality is that most people fail to get started. Most of us fail to get started. We might figure out what we want. We might even figure out why we want it. But then it's like the momentum and the action and the energy needed to actually do what we want to do. Right? How do we actually overcome whatever it is? The inertia, the laziness, the lack of interest, lack of hunger, the drive, whatever you want to call it. Like, why do we not start to actually take action on stuff. What stops us? So those are a lot of the reasons why we don't do what we do. Now, what are the tools that we can use to actually move forward, right? Because we can always bitch and moan and complain about why we don't do things. You know, we don't know what we want, and then we don't know why we want them, and then we don't we fail to deliver on them, right? Where I'm not getting to the gym because I couldn't figure out how to get out of bed this morning because I chose to snooze five times. And then by the time I got to the gym, it was locked because it was closed, whatever, right? What tools can we use? Well, there's two tools that I've come across that are really, really helpful. And then I, you know, develop a whole bunch of things on my own on the fly. But two tools that I found really, really helpful that are uh, developed by other folks, you know, but uh, I've been reading about them and, and listening to audiobooks and files about them that I wanted to share with you guys today because I think they'll be helpful for you and they give you some sort of a framework. Um, the first one is this tool that was developed by Tony Robbins called RPM, right? 
and RPM kind of like summarizes what we just talked about, right? RPM stands for results, purpose, and massive action, right? And so what Robbins talks about in one of his one of his tapes is he talks about you know the need to basically figure out what the outcome is that we of what we want, right? Define really what you want, right? Define kind of in, in a way that is as precise as possible and as clear as possible what you want to achieve, right? And the more clarity you have on this, the easier it becomes, right? So you might complain and bitch and moan and be like, oh, well, you know, I never have enough money, right? Well, what's the outcome there? What is the, what is the result that you want? Well, I want more, more money, but the result is... That doesn't really help you because that's vague, right? And Robbins jokes about one of this in one of his videos. He's like, well, I can walk up to someone and give you an extra dollar. There you go. You just got more money. Now you have more money, right? But that's not really what you want, right? So it might be, for example, well, you know, I want to make enough money so that basically I can do the following things. I can buy a house. I can go to Tahoe on vacation once a year for two weeks and go skiing. So that I can put my kids in private school, so that I can buy a new car, so that I can do this, right? And so, well, okay, well, what does that mean? What exactly does that mean? How much money does that mean that you need? Right? Put a number on it. Right? What's the outcome of what you want to get there? What's the result? I want to start a business. Okay. Well, what does that mean? What 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 kind of business do you want to start? Well, I want to start a marketing agency. Okay, I want to start a marketing agency that does these kind of things. And has these kind of clients and employs this number of people. And then you break it down into little steps, right? I talked about this in one of my previous podcasts where I talked about the process that I went through in doing my 100-mile, 10,000-foot climb, my century ride that I did back in June, right? That was a very clear outcome. I wanted to do a century ride. I wanted to do 100 miles, 10,000 feet of climbing in a single day. That was the outcome. Right. Then you can move to say, okay, well, why do I want to do that? What's the why? Well, in my case, it was pretty simple. The reason why I wanted to do the century ride is I wanted to do something that seemed so physically impossible to me that I would have to work really, really hard at it. I would feel really good when I delivered on it. I would instill confidence and strength within myself and it would make me feel good. And it would prove to me that I was able to put a challenge in front of myself and work towards that challenge day in, day out, and actually deliver on that challenge. Right? So I was able to articulate what the outcome of that was. Right? And so obviously, in terms of RPM, the other thing that Robbins talks about a lot is purpose. Right? Why do we do what we do? I was talking with, you know, an executive last week about this, you know, up in San Francisco, and we were talking about purpose and, you know, what is the purpose that most people have? And the reality is a lot of people have no purpose. And you kind of like spend all this time on social media, you read the news and, you know, you look at what everybody else has and you look at everybody else's problems and you're always comparing yourselves, but you don't really have a true purpose. You're not answering the question of fundamentally, why do you want what you want? Why are you on this planet? And for me, it's kind of like it required a lot of work to, to figure that out. You know, I spent a lot of time with a coach last year working on figuring out my purpose. And when I did coach training, you know, earlier this year, that was a big part of our training as well. As we sat down with other coaches, we 
we thought a lot about what was important to us. We thought a lot about our values. We thought a lot about what we stood for. We thought a lot about those outcomes. And we thought a lot about purpose. And the purpose that I came to, which I shared with this gentleman the other day, is I said, well, my purpose is I want to be the electric energy that inspires millions of people to live careers of meaning and purpose. Right? That's really my purpose. I want to be the magnetic energy that inspires millions of people to live careers of meaning and purpose. And I had really deliberately thought about every one of those words, right? And it's magnetic as opposed to electrical. I don't know why it's electrical, but anyway, same direction. But, but figuring out what my purpose was basically helped me understand the kind of things that I will do and the kind of things that I won't do, right? Once you understand what your purpose is, then a lot of things become easier in your life because they either align with your purpose or they don't, right? Why would I take up a job as going back and being a head of marketing in a company unless I felt that by doing that job, it would help me somehow achieve my purpose, right? I mean, if I was maybe working as a head of marketing for a company where we're doing something massively significant for the world, right, like curing cancer or ending poverty, or helping people learn, right? Well, in that sense, maybe maybe I am inspiring people to do, you know, something meaningful and impactful with their career, potentially, right? Which is why I wouldn't necessarily rule that out, right? But our career decisions become easier once we understand what our purpose is. Because then when you're talking to, you know, potential employers or where you're looking at different roles or different industries, or maybe you're thinking about joining somebody in a venture, or maybe you're thinking about doing your own venture, you know, all of a sudden when you think of your purpose, it either aligns with your purpose or it doesn't, right? So in order for you to figure that out, what do you need to do? Well, you need to discover what your purpose is. You need to figure out what your purpose is. And once you have your purpose down, it makes a lot of things kind of work out for you because things either align or they don't. And when they don't, you just discard them and you move on. And you continue to work on what you're doing, if it aligns with your purpose, or you continue looking for something that does align with the purpose. Right? If you work in the banking industry as an investment banker, but your purpose is basically, you know, I don't know, to uh, promote world peace. Well, it's kind of hard to imagine how you can work in investment banking and promote world peace at the same time. Right. Unless maybe, I don't know, what you're doing is you're head of the bank and, you know, you're you have a philanthropic foundation where you're giving a lot of money away to, you know, uh, to organizations that basically help promote world peace in some way or another. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying kind of at the end of the day is what your job does, what your job um, is, what your job does. Does that align with the purpose that you have? Right. Because if it doesn't and you know that then you're living outside of your purpose, right? And that's what frustrates people. I think what frustrates people on the one hand is people don't know what they want and they don't know what their purpose. And so they go into work every day and they ask themselves a question about why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I unhappy? Why do I not have the things my neighbors have, my friends have? And that's not good, right? But it's probably what's worse is when you know what your purpose is and you're doing something that clearly goes against that. Right. I don't know. You're working in the gun industry where 
when, you know, your purpose is basically to help people lead better lives, right? I mean, how does that align with your purpose? Like, kind of hard to imagine that working in the gun industry would would align with that, right? You're working in the tobacco industry when, you know, your purpose is, you know, to help people live, live longer lives or healthier lives, right? Or your purpose is to give back to your community. Well, I don't know how you're giving back to your community if you work in the tobacco industry. No offense to anybody who works in the tobacco industry, but I don't understand how those people work in that industry when it's probably clearly not aligned with their purpose, unless they don't know what their purpose is or unless their purpose is just to be, you know, happy and make some money and live comfortable lives. Maybe it is, right? At the expense of everybody who does smoke, right? And lastly, of course, you know, Robbins talks about massive action, right? So how can we take massive action on things? And that's a question in and of itself. So I realize that we're talking about RPM doesn't necessarily answer the question, okay, how do I find my, how do I find out what my, my results should be? How do I find out what my purpose is and how do I take action on them? Right. So a practical tool when thinking about that, you know, is, is a, there's a great book on this that I've been reading, which I, I find very interesting. It's incredibly simplistic. And it feels like when you, when you read this book, um, it's like, how, how can it possibly be that simple? But the book is called the five second rule by Mel Robbins. And it's a really interesting book. I mean, at times I felt that it was a little bit repetitive because it's just kind of each chapter seems to be some sort of a repetition of the past one, taking a slightly different angle or perspective. But but the thing that's amazing about this book is how incredibly simple the five-second rule is. And so what is the five-second rule? Well, the five-second rule is essentially any time that you want to take action on something, count backwards from five, four, three, two, one. And when you hit zero, you move forward and physically take action on something. Sounds incredibly simple. Sounds incredibly simple. Like, how could it possibly be that simple? Um, but I started using it more and more in things that I struggle with, and it really helps. And, you know, in the book, which I encourage you to read, I mean, if you think this is something that would be useful to you, I, I, I found it, like I said, very, very simple, but it is very powerful and effective. And the reality is she's, she has sold millions of copies of this book. And I think she did a TED Talk you know, years ago on this and, and has like 8 million views. Um, but the idea and the, 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 the principle behind the five-second rule is that basically any time that we have to take action on something, which might go contrary to our interests or which might be uh, something that puts us in danger, you know, either kind of like physically, emotionally, financially, whatever, is that if you wait for more than five seconds, basically your brain will come up with a very good reason for you not to do that. And the longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes to take action until at the end of the day, basically you don't take action on something, right? And so you may be in a situation where, for example, you know that you hate your career and you know that your job sucks, right? And you know that you should redo your resume and send it out. And maybe you meet, you know, Maybe you meet a, a connection or something through a friend. Maybe you go to a dinner party and you meet somebody and uh, you have a conversation about your skills and your career and what you've been doing. And they go, oh, wow, that's really interesting. You know, um, we have a role that actually would really align with your experience. And, you know, maybe it's totally different to what you're doing, but it would really align with your experience. You know, you should apply. Right. And you get back home and the next morning you're kind of sitting in front of your computer and you remember what this person told you. And it's like. 
Are you going to send them an email with your resume? Right? Five, four, three, two, one. Take the action. Send the email. Add in the attachment to your resume. Or if the action is, well, you know, I've got to do redo my resume a little bit so that it aligns better with this person's job description, right? Five, four, three, two, one. Make the decision. Put it in your, your to-do list. Start working on it right now. Change your resume. Or send your resume to half a dozen friends and get their feedback and say, hey, look, I'm interested in this possible job. How does my resume currently align with the job description? Right? And so, you know, the whole book deals with, you know, Mel Robbins' story, which is really interesting. She talks about her past and where the rule came from and how she developed it. And then she talks about the different ways that you can apply it, right? How you can apply it to your health, how you can apply it to productivity, how you can apply it to getting the things that you want. And she gives a lot of examples and anecdotes. Um, and then, you know, big picture thinking, right? How you can get more out of your life by using this rule. And so I think, you know, that's a powerful tool, right? But the reality is unless we find tools that help us push past our fears, right? Unless we find tools that help us push past the fear of failure or the fear of financial insecurity or the fear of being humiliated, right? Or unless we're able to push, push ourselves out of our comfort zones, we never really make any progress, right? And so fundamentally getting stuff done means that you have to know what your outcome is, you have to know why you're doing it, and you have to take action on it. Now, here's another little trick that I learned as well that has helped me a lot. And, um, you know, on top of the five-second rule, you know, I always talked about um, the idea of promoting what I need to do. Right. And I talked about this in one of my previous posts where I talked about, you know, my my century ride. And I talked about why I did the century ride and how I went about psyching myself and motivating myself to doing it. One of the things that I think is very helpful. Right. In addition to the five second rule and, our, you know, the RPM framework is this idea of keeping yourself accountable by sharing your goals and actions with others. Right. And so as an example when I decided that I was going to do the century ride two years ago, the more I trained for that, the more I basically manifested to other people that I was going to do this ride, right? Why would I do that? Why would I potentially share my intent to do something? Well, the answer is simple. When you share things with other people, particularly people who know you well, you make yourself accountable to those people, right? It goes from being something that is an intent that you decide you're going to do to being an intent that you declare publicly, right? And we declare something publicly with other people. How does that feel when we then don't deliver on what we said we were going to do? It doesn't feel really good, right? We don't really feel very good about doing that. We feel kind of embarrassed. We feel kind of lame, right? If we tell somebody that we're going to do something and we don't do it, we feel pretty crap about that. Right. And so what I found when on my century ride is, I mean, on the other, on the one hand, you know, doing 10,000 feet of climbing in a day and hundred miles, that's, that's a lot for anybody. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, professional cyclers, amateur cyclers that do this kind of stuff all the time. But, you know, when you come from somebody who's just, you know, biking kind of like more casually, and I've been riding, you know, for, for a couple of years now and doing more and more distance and more and more height, but still going 
going from doing a 20 or 30 or 40 mile ride with one or 2,000 feet of climbing to all of a sudden doing 100 with 10,000 feet of climbing, that's a big change, right? And so what helped me was not only having a very good idea of like, what's my outcome? Well, my outcome is to do this race to finish the race. Why am I doing it? Well, because I need, I want to feel good. I want to feel like I've achieved something. This is going to give me confidence. This is going to inspire others. It's going to inspire me, right? What's the massive action that I need to take? Well, the massive action I needed to take in this case was I need to get out there and bike every day, right? This morning, 5.30 in the morning. You know, the alarm clock goes up, goes off at 5, 5.30 in the morning. I use Mel Robinson's five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one. I get up, splash some water in my face, do some meditation, get into my biking gear. Then, of course, I realized that, you know, my tire was flat, which kind of sucked. <laughs> and so there again, I was like, okay, well, there's a couple of options here. I can either kind of inflate the tire and ride with it and hope that it doesn't run out of air. I can change the tire or I can say, I'll oh, screw this. I'll go back to bed or like, I'll just go to the gym and bike. Right. And so there I use the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one. I was like, no, I'll change the tire right now because if I don't change the tire, what's going to happen is I'm going to be out on the road and the tire's going to go flat. And then I'm going to have to change the tire out in the dark, in the, on the road, and I'm going to have to inflate it with a manual pump, which is going to suck, and I'm going to get all frustrated, and it's going to just piss me off, and it's not going to start my day off right, right? So I changed my tire, right? But I go biking 10 miles every morning. Why? Because it's really, really important to my health. Why? Because it makes me feel good. It makes me start my day off on the right path. And that was, the, that was my massive action that helped me do the century ride is I was riding every single day for 45 minutes every morning in pitch darkness and in rain. And then on weekends, I would go biking with friends and we would do 20, 30, 40, 50 mile rides, right? So again, when it comes back to the century ride, I knew my outcome, I knew why I was doing it and I was taking the massive action necessary. And every time I was running into people who were cyclists or even people who weren't cyclists, I was sharing with them, hey, I'm going to do a century ride. Oh, really? You're going to do a century ride? Wow, that's that's in, that's pretty insane. That's pretty that's pretty intense. That's a lot, right? And then I would post it, you know, up on Facebook. Oh, you know, next month is the Sequoia Century. I'm going to do that, right? So I was sharing publicly, right? So when you share publicly, like I said earlier, you make yourself accountable to other people. But more importantly, generally, your friends and the people that you know, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do great things, right? And then you can post about how you achieve that. You can post about, you know, how you said, hey, I've been talking about for the last year how I was going to do this marathon. I was going to do this Ironman or whatever. I was going to take this class. I was going to change jobs. I was going to get a girlfriend. I was going to clean my garage. I don't know. And then when you do it, then you can manifest that you did it. And you share it with all these people. And what are people going to do? Well, generally, people are going to be excited for you. Right. If they really care for you, if they're good people, they're going to be like, wow, that's awesome. I remember when I did that. When I posted when I had actually finished my ride and I put up all the pictures and I wrote this long post about how what it meant to me and why I did it. People were enthusiastic. People were fired up. People were psyched. They were like, wow, that's cool. That's great. Congratulations. Right. And it gives you the inspiration and the motivation to carry on. And to tackle new things, right? And now I'm in the middle of another massive change. 
right? And I'll probably do a separate, I'll probably do a separate uh, podcast talking about that because I think that that's an application of all these tools that I just talked about as well, right? That new change that I'm making, which without you know going into a lot of detail, is is you know that I'm essentially moving, leaving the country, starting fresh all over again after like nine years in Silicon Valley. Well, man, I knew what the outcome was there, you know, change of place, start fresh, do something new, you know, pursue my career. I knew what my purpose was. Why am I doing it? And taking massive action to make it happen. Right. But again, that's, that's a topic for a separate podcast, but if you apply that framework, if you think about RPM, results, purpose, massive action, if you use the five-second rule to force yourself to do things, to get off your butt and to take action, if you share your intentions with others and you make yourself accountable to them and you enlist them in this crusade of yours to do whatever it is that you want to do, you want to get a new job, you share that. In a year from now, I will be doing this new this new job. I will be quitting my job and I will be going off, you know, to work in, I don't know, to work in a foundation that fights against, you know, drug trafficking. I, I will, I will go off and I will go to Tibet and study meditation for a year. I will go off and I will take classes in photography so that I can become an amateur photographer, whatever it is, right? If you manifest that to other people, it makes it so much easier. And then when you succeed, you feel so much better and you get so much love from your community. So anyway, that was just some of the things that I want to share with you guys today. It was just kind of an insight where I've been thinking all these different tools that I've been coming across, that I've been reading, um, that I've listened to on audiobooks, that I've like been watching on YouTube and other things. And I was thinking about that framework and how it can help you to take action, to figure out really what you want, why you want it what kind of actions you need to take to get there to actually start making progress on it and how you share that publicly with others. So you keep yourself accountable. So results, purpose, massive action. Use the five second rule or something else that causes you, that forces you to take the action that you need and share your intent publicly with others to make yourself accountable. Share with your friends, your family, Share with your coach, share with somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Somebody's going to be fired up about seeing you succeed. Okay, guys, I hope this was super useful. I wish you an awesome rest of your day. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you haven't, sign up, subscribe. Um, I do podcasts at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. So I hope these are useful. If there are things that you are interested in knowing, you can go to facebook.com slash Mad Mork Stories, or my, my blog, that's www.madmork.com slash blog. You can check out some of my posts there. You can check out some of the other posts that I have on Facebook. Join the community. Leave me any comments or any likes. Let me know if there's something that you would need to add. And if this podcast was helpful, you know, share with other people. And if you feel like contributing, that's great too, right? No need. It's totally free. Uh, I don't necessarily need contributions, but it's always valuable and a nice motivator for me. Anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome day. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the other material I have on my blog and other places. And I look forward to talking with you on my next podcast. Take care. It's Mind Mork signing off.